We've got some contract discussions to discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we will recap contract extensions for Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Foligno, and the news that a Ryan Hartman extension is impending as well, and talk about what that means for the Minnesota Wild moving forward. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and off the top of the show, so much for the notion of a youth movement for the Minnesota Wild over the next couple of seasons. What you see is what we will get for the next couple of years. Bill Guerin making a statement yesterday that he believes in this team as currently constructed, believes that they are a couple of pieces away with the cap constraints uh, that they are dealing with um, in the dead cap hits for Zach Parise and Ryan Suter, um, and is comfortable keeping these guys around uh, to create that um, that comfortability factor for this team moving forward. And Zuccarello, two years, $8.25 million. Marcus Foligno, four years, $16 million. Ryan Hartman, we are not sure what his numbers are going to be yet, but uh, from what Bill Guerin said, in talking about uh, both extensions at various points yesterday that Hartman is next. It's imminent. It will happen. Uh, And so the three potential free agents that the Wild had uh, after this season are not going anywhere. And let's start with the Matt Zuccarello deal. Uh, We'll take adequate time to go through all three. A two-year deal for Matt Zuccarello. It's 4.1 ish million per season for the next two years to be honest i don't really have a problem with the matt zuccarello extension it's a two-year deal he took a pay cut to stay he wants to retire here in minnesota bill Guerin gave the no movement clause assurances that he won't be moved he gets to pair up with kirill kaprizov for the next couple of seasons and that will likely be it that will be the end of his career that he wants to finish in Minnesota. I have no problem with that. Matt Zuccarello has been a productive player for the Minnesota Wild, especially when Kirill Kaprizov came into town and those two have been paired on the top line. Um, Somebody pointed out yesterday on Twitter, interestingly enough, that in a similar amount of games that Zuccarello has played compared to Zach Parisi, he actually has more points than Zach Parisi did. Um, in that same span. So it's obvious Zuccarello has been a productive player. As I've stated in previous episodes discussing Matt Zuccarello, uh, there was a bit of a kind of running out of gas point 
in the season last year. But it, you look at the numbers that Zuccarello has put up the last two years, they're like his first and maybe third most productive seasons of his entire career. So obviously, he's a productive player. He's well-liked in the locker room. At age 37, getting a two-year deal that will take him to uh, his age 39 season is a gamble that uh, you're hoping that he gets through uh, these next two years and is still productive, um, doesn't hit kind of that wall that players that get up there in age typically do. So yes, it is a bit of a gamble by Bill Guerin to sign that extension for Matt Zuccarello, but again, took a pay cut to stay. So that extension in and of itself, and with the fact that the salary cap will be going up next year and the year after that, I have no problem with the uh, the decision to re-sign Matt's Zuccarello. Um, it also lines his deal up with Kirill Kaprizov's current deal. Uh, that is not by accident. And yes, I know at the end of the new deal, Zuccarello will likely be hanging it up. But this ensures that Kirill Kaprizov sees that Bill Guerin is not going to take a step back. He's not going to retool. He is going to continue to push this thing forward to try to keep this team as playoff caliber as possible. And it's funny, and we'll talk about this more at the end of the show. It is interesting. You look at what this team has accomplished over the last two seasons, and it is finding ways to get knocked out in the first round in six games while also having a two games to one lead. So the optics of retaining a bunch of the pieces without really doing anything to tweak the formula um, is one that I think a lot of fans are scratching their heads about uh, as we talk here today. But again, if we take these at looking at the extensions, not as a whole, but each individually, two years was probably the most that I would have been comfortable going for Matt Zuccarello. And again, you're banking on the fact that he having Kaprizov with him on that line, that combination um, is just second to none in terms of how comfortable they are with each other and how much they uh, just have a knack for finding each other when they're out on the ice. A two-year deal at a pay cut. Those are the two things that I am uh, keeping an eye on. And again, it's a situation too where let's say there is some sort of uh, dramatic drop-off. With Zuccarello being a top-line winger, there are spots in the lineup for him to be put uh, if that is necessary. That is not necessarily an option with uh, the next extension that we will discuss. So overall, a two-year deal at like 4.1-ish, I think it's 4.125 per season for Matt Zuccarello. I really, as I think about it, and I was in the car for like three hours yesterday while these extensions were being handed out, really thought about it. And I just, I really can't come up with a reason other than age um, that, uh, that would bother me about that deal. So 
two-year deal for Zuccarello. He will stay here through the rest of his career. Uh, that That is the effect of having veterans that want to stay on this team uh, and continue to further uh, what this team is building towards. That's that's what you get when you put something together that veterans like to be a part of. And so Zuccarello will be here for uh, two seasons after this. Uh, so him and Kaprizov on the top line will uh, be the anticipated uh, at least right and left wing on the top line for the uh, next few seasons. Now, there was another contract extension handed out yesterday, that to Marcus Foligno. Uh, we'll talk about that extension and the ripple effects that it will have on the rest of the team as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. There is nothing better, especially on a college football Saturday like we are enjoying today, than opening your phone, pulling out the DoorDash app, and picking your favorite restaurant. Whether it be a loaded baked potato, your favorite barbecue, you name it, you can get it delivered right to you without having to get off the couch, except when you go get it. What if I told you DoorDash can help you with your everyday groceries too? Now you can order DoorDash from your favorite uh, grocery stores. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. We will have content for you throughout the day today um, as we are going to be at the Wild Blackhawks preseason game. So we'll have some uh, intermission reports for you and uh, we'll have a live post game for you recapping what we see, uh, getting a chance to actually see what's going on. Um, we'll, uh, we'll have some reaction for you after the game as well. So not only did Matt Zuccarello get an extension yesterday, Marcus Foligno did as well. Four years, $16 million. A full no-move clause over the uh, next two seasons and a limited no-movement clause in the uh, final two years. I think it's something like a 15-team no move uh, in the final two seasons. And this one, honestly, based off of what we saw last year, I think you could have waited. I think you could have waited to see how things went this season. Bill Guerin obviously did not want to wait. He did not want to potentially get into uh, a bidding war with other teams when you get to free agency, because this is something that we have heard, especially over the course of this past off season, where a lot of players signed one, one year deals because there just, there wasn't a ton of money. And now with the salary cap going up uh, more substantially this year, um, there's going to be a lot of money thrown around in the off season. And Bill Guerin, obviously not wanting to chance it to where um, this was a potential situation where Felino gets more money somewhere else that the Wilds can't match. 
I would have probably been more okay with a two-year deal. Uh, I think four years is a lot for the type of player that Felino is. Bill Guerin is gambling on the fact that we will not get a repeat of last season when Felino dealt with injuries, had his offensive production substantially drop. The uh, grief line ended up being disassembled forever. And then in the postseason, Felino had more penalty minutes in that series than he had points in the entire season. So Bill Guerin is gambling that all of those factors are not going to happen again this season. And this is where this has the potential to potentially rear its ugly head. Marcus Foligno obviously is a very well-respected player, is a huge influential voice in the room. And so Bill Guerin is paying for that influence, that leadership, uh, in addition to what we see on the ice. And also looking at um, the just the numbers in the contract itself, Felino goes from 3.1 million dollars with his last deal to four million per season. So it's a slight pay bump for Felino. Um, but again, you're looking at a guy who is a a third line grinder, is a uh, physical forward, but will he be that? By the time this deal is done, a lot of people had suggested and pointed out that it's likely that when Pat Maroon leaves, if he's not retained, when Pat Maroon leaves, a logical spot would be for Marcus Foligno to just slide down into that fourth line role with maybe Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar and to fill that kind of a role for this team while opting for more to be put into that third line to make your top nine uh, pretty dynamic and then having that fourth line to be able to uh, impose the physicality, et cetera. But I don't know that Bill Guerin sees it that way. I think the assumption here, as has been the case with the last two seasons for Guerin, especially with the likes of Ryan Hartman and Marcus Foligno, I think the assumption is, is that we're just going to get closer to what we saw in 2023 as opposed to what we saw uh, in 2022, two seasons ago, as opposed to what we saw last year. And if we get what we saw two years ago from these guys, that's fine. A $4 million a year for a 20-goal scorer is a great value. You're getting $4.12 million for Matt Zuccarello, who had 80 points two years ago. And so... I think that factors into it too, is that if these deals would have been done last year, I don't think many people would, uh, two years ago, I don't think many people would have had as many problems with them as we do coming off of the year that Felino especially had, uh, which was widely considered a down season. And so if he's able to get back to Number one, being healthy on the ice and being a little more like he has looked over the um, the previous three seasons. Guy who had some sneaky good offensive upside. 
then this contract could work out. But the percentages just lean more towards the end of this deal kind of looking not so great. And so I fully understand the level of people that wanted to see young players come into those spots, get the opportunity. Because again, if you just continue to fill spots on the roster and just keep those players in those spots, you have, it doesn't matter if you have the greatest prospect pool in the NHL or the worst prospect pool in the NHL, because they're not going to play. This team now has, when Hartman's deal comes in, and we'll talk about that in a second, once that deal comes in, your top line is locked in. Your second line is locked in for the next two seasons, with Marcus Johansson having signed a two-year extension to stay. So your top six is fully locked in. Your third line with Freddie Goudreau, with Marcus Foligno, is two-thirds locked in, depending on what happens with the rest of Rossi's entry-level contract. And then your fourth line, Brandon Duhame is a free agent after this season. I believe Connor Dewar is a restricted free agent after this season, and Pat Maroon is a free agent as well. So you're going to have three spots potentially on the fourth line to throw your prospects in. And on defense, Alex Goligoski comes off the books. John Merrill is an impending free agent, um, not this year, but the year after. And so they're just, there aren't spots to put young players into the lineup, except in a fourth line role, which they may not be suited to play. And so now we flip from getting a chance to kind of accentuate this roster with prospects to where you have what you have. And if you are going to fill spots in this roster, you better go trade for somebody and trade some of these prospects. Because if they're not going to play, you may as well send them somewhere else in favor of somebody who is ready to play now and can help the team. And so that's, I think, where the frustration comes in is that it just makes logical sense if this team is cap-strapped over the next two seasons to give an opportunity to these rookies and let see what they can do so you know the spots on the roster that you need to go out and fill. What we're getting is the roster is full, so we'll talk about the impending free agent uh, extension for uh, Ryan Hartman as well and what that could potentially look like as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we will recap the uh, game against Chicago, as well as talk about uh, some more on these extensions with Alex Micheletti coming up on Monday. We uh, also have plenty of other content. We've got a couple crossovers that we'll line up for next week as well. Final full week before we hit the uh, start of the regular season on October 12th. So uh, make sure you stay tuned. Make sure you follow along to Locked on Wild every step of the way. So Bill Guerin announced yesterday while discussing both the Zuccarello extension and the Felino extension that a Ryan Hartman extension 
is being worked on. And so Hartman will be added into the mix as well. And Hartman, um, a grinder, a, uh, a grit guy for this team who had 34 goals two years ago. Last year, dealt with injuries, dealt with a wide range of penalties throughout the course of the season. And so found his way off the top line and then ended up uh, being elevated back on to that top line role and finished the year playing similarly to what we saw from the full season two years ago. Again, the same question that we had with Marcus Foligno we have with Ryan Hartman is which one are you getting? Are you getting the guy from two years ago that was a great fit with Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello on the top line? Or are you getting the guy last year who operated on the other side of that coin and had some frustration penalties, also dealt with injuries, was hurt um, during a fight early on in the season? And so that's another side to this coin is let's say Hartman gets a three-year deal. Let's say he gets a three-year deal for somewhere around three, three and a half million per season. Well, he did take a pretty outrageous uh, hometown discount to stay um, during his last deal. So I suppose he would be getting considerably more on the free agent market. But again, again, we say, if these players, if you roll the dice on these three guys and you get what we had two years ago, then Bill Guerin has, Bill Guerin has won on these extensions. But if you get what we saw last year, that's where the questions come in. And with all of these types of extensions, you have what is going to look like just an outrageous bargain by the time it's finished. You have the Matt Boldy deal. You have the Jewel Erickson Eck deal. And so there have been good extensions that this team has signed over the, uh, the last five years. But there are also those that could play out one way or the other. And to wrap things up for today, and we'll have more reaction to Hartman's extension once it's signed. And we know the terms. We know the AAV. We'll have some more reaction to that uh, when we get to that point. But for right now, again, there are going to be three spots on this roster that are filled by young players. Marco Rossi, Kalen Addison, and Brock Faber. There will not be a fourth. This team is set. And not only for this season, but mostly set for next season as well. Brandon Duhame, another guy who wants to be here. And it would not surprise me at all if now that there is a little more money opening up, if Bill Guerin gets something done to keep Duhame around. Connor Dewar, well-liked as well. Wouldn't surprise me if he maybe gets sent, since he's a restricted free agent, it may go the one-year deal route and then... A longer term deal after that. But this is something that we have seen, I think, in every sport in this state is you get a group that 
gives off good vibes, which is great. I, I like the fact that it's a group that gets along, that you are seeing players now talk about how good of an experience it was while they were here. Ryan Reeves raved about what Minnesota was like when he was here. Gustav Nyquist, same thing. All those guys rave about what it was like to be here. And it would be a completely different story if we were talking about the Vegas Golden Knights and they had just hoisted the Stanley Cup. And the whole offseason, if this was if this was locked on Vegas Golden Knights and we were talking about a Stanley Cup win, the whole offseason I would have spent talking about trying to get everybody back, trying to keep as many players on this group as we can to try to go run it back next season because you're running it back to defend a Stanley Cup trophy. And the run back for this group is a first-round playoff exit. We're not the land of 10,000 first-round playoff exits. And so it just, the odds of taking a roster and almost exclusively running it back and exceeding your window from the previous season, it's not that high. And so it seems like this team, if they go to the if they go to the postseason again and they lose in the first round, Bill Guerin will point to the fact that they are operating with cap restraints. He you I you can't do both. You can't do both. It's either you are operating under cap restraints, but then are turning the roster over to try to kind of take another look at it. Obviously, you've got your core guys. You've got Kirill. You've got Matt Boldy. You've got Jewel Erickson Eck. Those are your core guys. You've got Philip Gustafson locked in as hopefully your goalie of the uh, the next few years. You've got those guys locked in. You can put other players around them to see if a little different look at the same objective leads to better results. And so that's that will be what this year is all about, is does this group, does this nucleus, this young core and this older core, are they able to get over the top this year with a lot of the same roster? That becomes the number one question for this team because there's really not a ton of room in the cap to bring young players up to assist. It's going to have to be on this group, the starters on offense, the defensemen, and Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. And so if those guys aren't able to get it done, now you've put yourself in a situation too where you really don't have the opportunity to step back and take a new look at it because a lot of these guys now are locked up to multi-year deals with a lot of no movement clauses. And so if it doesn't work this year, then you're going to try it again next year with basically the exact same team. And so that is where a lot of the frustration stems from. I get it. I hear it. 
We'll see. That will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that you're finished listening to today's bonus episode, make sure you again tune in as we head to XL Energy Center for tonight's game against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll have intermission content for you as well as a live post game wrapping up what we saw uh, throughout the course of the action. Some players that we uh, saw that stood out and will be interactive as well. So make sure uh, that you uh, throw us your questions in the comments. We'll uh, we'll get to as many of them as we can throughout uh, the course of our post game. Make sure you follow along on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform so you never miss out on any of our new episodes. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.